You're listening to Mrs. Brightside, where the glass is always half full. And today my guest is Matt Marr, a fellow afterbuzzer and also a fellow psych nerd and nerd nerd. So, hey Matt, where can they find you on social media since we're getting started here? I love that you call me a nerd nerd. I love that. Hello, everybody. Um, Thank you for having me here. Mm-hmm. I love it. Um, uh, You can find me just at... You can find me on social stuff at the Matt Mar, or you can find me at um, mattmar.tv. <laughs> two T's, two R's. Two T's, there two you R's. Go, I like that. Mm-hmm. There you go. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Well, thank you for coming in. And, um, you know, I was so happy to be able to do your podcast, Dear mm-hmm. Maddie. And that's why I'm like, well, you got to do Mrs. Brightside now. Um, but, yeah, so with Mrs. Brightside, we take, you know, negative shit. And we turn it very positive, mm-hmm. like Adam Carolla would do with his little Mr. Brightside bit. Mm-hmm. So we uh, got to know each other at After Buzz and mm-hmm. really bonded over growing up in the South. Mm-hmm. And that's something that, obvious, especially now in this country, people tend to view very negatively. But mm-hmm. we both have a very positive perspective because even though we don't live there now, we still have an affection for it. That's why I wanted to you know, hear your perspective about growing mm-hmm. up there. Proud, yeah. proud of your roots. Yep. We're proud of our roots. Um, I mean, so I, for people that are listening, I grew up in kind of south. I grew up in southern Oklahoma, a town called uh, Lone Grove, about <laughs> about 4,000 people. And, um, yeah, I was happy to grow up there. It, you know, Oklahoma is a different – it's a weird beast because – and I actually studied this in college because um, when I was – I my master's in psychology. Yeah. And we had to take this class. It was called some oh, crap. Oh, oh it's called Society and the Individual. And it's, so oh, it's, yeah. So it's all about learning. I think about, I took that class. <laughs> you probably did. So yeah. it's, it's all about like learning your place and yeah. like learn if you're white, learning about white privilege and just class privilege and all these kind of things. But one of the things they talked about is they wanted to do like a kind of a half semester project was what's your cultural heritage? And me, I'm white. I'm Scottish. I was like the one kid from Oklahoma mm-hmm. who had no Native American blood in them at all. Yeah, because like, that's so weird. Like, my mother's Cherokee. So I'm oh, like, yeah. yo, you have no Native American I, blood? No, I even did me in 23. Like, yeah. nothing. I'm just fucking white. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. I'm the I whitest cut, of the white. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, fuck, fuck, fuck. Okay, great. <laughs> yeah, just so white. And so I, um, whoop, I'm almost knocking down the thing. Sorry, I'm not <laughs> knocking down recording. And so, anyway, I, um, so I did come to this kind of research, kind of thinking like, well, what is my, what is my heritage? Like, what are my family traditions? What, who do I relate to? Who do I feel like I get along with? Who would I feel like I have share a commonality with? Mm-hmm. And it was Southerners. It was like just the South. And so not in like Dixieland, but just in kind of the South. So that, yeah, we anyway, have our own culture. I mean, so, yeah. And I learned too that studying that Oklahoma is, it's like uh, anthropologists have studied it and that southern oklahoma like so if you look at a graph it'll say uh, the south it'll show this one graph that mm-hmm. looked at it would show like the south would all be in red and oklahoma would be like red with it would be like white with red lines like mm, kind of yeah. south and then it would show the southwest and it would the southwest would be in orange and oklahoma was white with like orange lines and then it would show the midwest all in like in green and Oklahoma would be white with kind of green lines because southern Oklahoma, where I'm from, is much more south- southern, whereas the panhandle of Oklahoma is very southwest, whereas like Tulsa is very midwest. Yeah. It's, it's a to- people don't have an accent there. It's like I used to see other Oklahomans and they would be like, they would say, are you from Georgia or something? Because mm-hmm. my accent was so strong. So, anyway, I just think that's – and then when you think about it oh, – sorry, I don't mean to get into a history lesson. but we do, Oh, I like history lessons. But when you think about it, um, <laughs> Oklahoma is is unique um, in that – rather, it's the only state, I believe, in the United, uh, in United States of America that was founded by a land run. Huh. So, it literally, I mean, yeah. it was – what, it was 18 – when did they 18 was it 86 98 i think it was 1898 i'm blanking it was like april 22nd we used to have land run day where we pack picnics and ride our wood horses things but anyway it's i mean literally for people that don't know if you watch that movie far and away with nicole kidman oh yeah and tom yeah. cruise years ago that is about about these people literally lining up on the east line of oklahoma and then a gunshot goes off at noon, and they all race as fast as they can, stick a stake in the ground, and, like, I think something like 
80 acres around that stake, that is your land. And that is the way Oklahoma was settled. So after, well, after we committed genocide to all the Native Americans who lived there. Which would have been my ancestors. We went to East Texas. Let's let's try to see all of history. But anyway, so there's good, but there was a lot of, you know, a lot of people that did that were people that like a lot of Irish people, German people, people that Polish people, people Mm -hmm. that felt um, even some Italian people, uh, even some Jews, like people that felt like they had moved to America for a new start. And then they lived in New York in the East and or even parts of the South. And then they were uh, being either discriminated against or oppressed anyway. And so they wanted to just kind of move to like this new frontier. So that's why Oklahoma used to until just recently where it's become so Bible Belt. Um, the buckle of it, but it has, it has an interesting history. Sorry. I felt like I talked a lot. Oh no. I'm like that, that I didn't know that because, um, you know, one of the big problems from being, being from Texas is being Texocentric. I mean, and I never understood why the rest of the States, I was like, well, Texas history, we're the only state in the union that was actually its own country. And then we, you know, it's six, six flags because six flags flew over Texas Mm -hmm. and you know, the rest of your six flags don't really need to have that name, but whatever. That's, that's a funny. that's a joke I've tried to play off for so many times and no one thinks it's funny. No, a lot of people don't but know yeah. that. That's why it's called six. Flags. Yeah, and then um, but yeah, so like I was like, do, but what do other states do? Because I'd imagine like you know in the Northeast like they because we were taught Texas history like every other year, but I'm like other states don't necessarily have as much rich history, and I'm like, well, I'm clearly a dumbass because you told a really cool story about Oklahoma that I didn't know. Well, <laughs> you, know. you know when I went to school in Texas, it pissed me off because we <laughs> we both went to the University of North yep. Texas. Um, not at the same time, but totally different times. But I went there for my undergrad, and it, yes, you did, but it pissed me off that I had to spend a whole fucking college credit learning about goddamn Texas, Texas history. Yeah. When I was like, I'm not even going to fucking live in this state after I'm a music major. Oh, I was so – I even told the teacher, I was like, this is pointless for me to do. <laughs> like, give me a, another U.S. history. I always said that I thought when – and not that I hate Texas. I like Texas. I don't lo- – I mean, still – People are like, Austin's great. Texas is still too conservative for me to live there now. Well, and everyone always touts Austin, but Austin is mini Portland and Silver Lake's even a mini version of that. Like Austin, and here's the thing, everybody, don't act like Austin's that great. Everyone there is white. The first time I ever saw a black person was when I did an NBC stand-up for diversity at 25 years old at Cap City. Yeah. So, yeah. It is very, (laughs) it is very... That's it. There is a uh, great, this is the bright side podcast. Yeah, there, there is <laughs> they a, have good food. No, yeah. Well, no, but yeah. Austin's yeah. a great cool. town. It's yeah. a great town. I just think that well, I always used to say yeah. that when Texans were going to come out with the state quarter, <laughs> uh, you know how all the states did that? Yeah. It always made more sense to me that I would not be surprised if Texas was bigger than everyone else's and worth 30 cents. Because <laughs> that is Texas to me. Yeah. That said, I have a lot of great friends there. My mom lives there. I love going to school there. So I do... If I probably lived anywhere in the South, it probably would be Texas. Yeah, because as I say, I mean, I, you know, lived in Dallas. Yeah. Yeah. And the thing is, I lived in Dallas Dallas before I moved here. I love Dallas. Dallas is a beautiful city. Um, There's a lot of arts and culture there. And as I say, Dallas is actually very diverse. Dallas's Koreatown is not as big as the one here in California, but their spas are way bigger. They're Mm. actually better, in my opinion. So if you're in Dallas, go to King Spa. Uh, It's better than Spa Castle. But, yeah. There we go. Mm-hmm. This is Brightside, brought to you yeah, by King Spa, Spa in Dallas, Texas. Actually, it'd be like, brought to you by King Spa in Dallas, Texas. We won't give you a happy ending, but you'll be happy. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> were we channeling uh, Todd? Because, see, my dad never had an accent because he was like a radio DJ, and we we sometimes would be like the spots. Like, So that's funny. I was actually joking about making fake live reads, and now now you're doing now, it for me. Now, I'm, like, just, now I'm just doing it for yeah, you. Yeah, because it's like, mm, yeah, sponsored by King Spa and Sauna. <laughs> <laughs> I'll see you Christmas. <laughs> so what, what was like, you know, so I think it's, you know, it's interesting – because I've never been to the deep part of the South. And no. I think, like, you're right, Texas is, and it's Oklahoma. It's more Southwest. Same thing with Oklahoma. Is there a people the consider there? Yeah. We talk twangy hick, or you don't, <laughs> but more hick, whereas, like, real Southern people really like. That, that low, sexy voice. Yeah, I used to have a day job where I answered phones. And, and it's interesting. Mm. It's so funny. As I'm thinking this, 
I would always know when someone's from Texas because they would tell me. They'd mm-hmm. be like, this is Bob Smith. I'm from Texas. Texas. Mm-hmm. And We're very proud. They're very <laughs> proud. Whereas then there'd be, and they would be, they would actually be, people from Texas would be quite demanding. Like, it, oh yeah, it wasn't the Southern hospitality thing. It was more of like, you need to give me this because I'm from Texas. Where then you would talk to people who were like, uh, yeah, this is Wilbur Monroe from you know, Atlanta, from, Georgia. From, yeah, mm-hmm. um, blocks in Mississippi, and <laughs> and you would say, "Oh, how can I help you?" Well, I appreciate you helping mm-hmm. me. To, much slower, but so considerate. Mm-hmm. Kind of, it's, it's anyway. It, answer. If you ever want to kill your soul and learn about the country, answer phones. <laughs> yeah, it'll do both. <laughs> sorry, yes, that's the bright side of it. It's I learned about yep. people the country, people from other countries. Yeah, but, um, but yeah, I mean, you know, I think. Growing up really effeminately gay and like being an actor and all that could have been really bad, I think, growing up for the South. And a lot of people have a bad experience with it. But for myself, I think why I still do love home is that one of the things I first think about is and maybe it's I don't know if it's small town as much of it's mm-hmm. South, but um, like one of the first things where I kind of did anything that made me quote unquote famous um, was, you know, I've lived in LA for 14 years now, but I'd been out in LA for about, about three, three and a half years. And I was always like the actor and singer Mm -hmm. and like one state speech competitions and what's in the news. I don't mean that in a bragging way. I mean that like our small town newspaper would have, would I'd be in there like every other week with my picture on it and stuff like that. And people read that and keep up with you. And I was this high school mascot. It was a longhorn. <laughs> I was Bruno the oh, longhorn. Oh, so. that's hilarious. Um, uh, little kids, close your ears. Spoiler alert. I've been Luigi for Nintendo a lot. Like, uh, I've been Luigi. Really? And I used to be uh, Michelangelo with the Ninja Turtles. So I get, I get it by uh, oh, mascot wow. life. Do you get paid for it? I didn't. Oh, I did. And I, that was the good you. part. Is that you know most people don't realize that mascots are actually short women. Um, yeah. at like a lot of events. And Mickey Mouse so, yeah. is a short, a yeah. very very short woman. Well, luckily I got paid handsomely for it. Well, I, see, I always I would love to work. I, it's too far. I wouldn't go to Anaheim, but I if Anna, Disneyland was close, I would totally be. I think I could be like. I hear it's terrible at Disneyland. I've heard it's terrible. Nintendo treats me well. <laughs> I. I I'm six foot, so I could be like maybe a Goofy or a Captain Hook. Yeah. Um, but I've heard it's terrible. Or I one time when the show Sleepy Hollow was on, I did a Sleepy Hollow promo, and I was just – because I'm used to costume work. I will handle people a lot of times because I don't put on the costume except mm-hmm. Luigi now. But, yeah, like I help a lot of people out because I know how much it sucks, and they, that was one of the few where they needed like guys that were like six foot. And one time there was like a cool RoboCop thing, but it was only in Detroit, so I didn't get to go, but mm-hmm. I saw it. I was like, RoboCop would have been six foot. Oh, that would have been pretty cool. Yeah. That would be really cool. That movie was shot in Dallas. And Peter Weller also went to UNT, oh, I yeah. guess. He sure did. He's my favorite alumni, even over myself. Oh, <laughs> really? I think mine might be Roy Orbison. Oh, yeah. I forgot he went there. I mean, there's a lot of music people. I was Yeah, in, Don Henley, Nora Jones. I was in music theory yeah. with Nora Jones. Cool. Oh, wow. She would sit behind me in music theory, and she'd cross her legs, and she'd kick the back of my seat all the time. And I'd get annoyed. And she played <laughs> piano in the beginning of the class. And then one day she wasn't in class anymore. And we were like, no, she dropped out. She's not going to make it. And then about two years later, later, we were like, well. Come away with me. But yeah, it was. <laughs> yeah, nor- people don't know that. But North Texas has an amazing music school. Oh, like, yeah. That's what Peter renowned. Weller actually went there for jazz. It's the yeah. number one jazz program in the country as well as in, the. In the world. Oh, in the, in world. the world. Wow. In um, the world. It's the first yeah. one in the world and the number one in the world. Cool, yeah, because I, I love ahead. jazz. But, yeah, I was like, and now I know. It's, it's like a college of yeah. music within the university. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I went to – I've heard – I don't know if this is documented, but I've heard that's why the band The Eagles is called The Eagles. Yes, yeah, because Don Henley went there, and Don Henley is also from East Texas. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I, I love Don Henley and, um, you know, Thomas Hayden Church, who, as I say, we got RoboCop and Sandman, bitches. Yeah, Thomas, <laughs> yeah, Thomas Hayden Church, and then um, – Mean Joe Green, the one uh, football Joe. player. Yeah, they um, just played in a playoff game, yeah. too, I saw. But uh, who say uh, Roy Albertson, um, the guy who's David Letterman's band leader? Uh, Paul Schaefer went Paul there. Paul Schaefer is in North Texas alum. I, wow, I didn't even know that. Harry Connick Jr. went there for a hot minute. For a little bit, and yeah. And then he was like, "I don't, Harry Connick Jr. I yeah. don't need to go to school. I'm too pretty for this. I'm He's awesome. too pretty for everything." Um, 
but yeah, it was. It, it, Dr. Phil went there, but. <laughs> oh, yeah, I did. It's it's interesting because now like, I have friends now that from school that sing at the Metropolitan because I studied opera. So they oh, sing yeah. at the Metropolitan. It's crazy. And you know, I'm all, I always feel like a loser. Um, <laughs> I don't know what I was talking about. Hashtag South. <laughs> yeah that works we, we go down the rabbit hole on this yeah, thing we all do the time but yeah and and that's the thing is that, you know UNT is such a great school as I say there's that is one of the few regrets I had in life was not using that for what it should have been for me sometimes it was I mm-hmm. I'd graduated early and, I, and there's a part of me that kind of wished I stayed a little bit longer mm-hmm. yeah so, like, but you really enjoyed your time at UNT, and you majored in opera initially, and mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's, a, I would say that's good advice, by the way. Yeah. Don't ever graduate early. Yeah. I'm telling you, if you're listening to this and you're thinking, I'm going to graduate, don't do it. I don't know anybody who's glad that they did that. Yeah, because that's sort of the thing, is I was like, I'm going to graduate early, and I'm going to get into a job, and I'm going to be on my own, and guess what? When your name's Lucretia Lyon, you don't get called into the right day of the job interview. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, and like, you have the rest of your life yeah. to work, and and I get it, some people need it financially, so that's a whole different ballgame. Um, I, I think my, I did like UNT, I made some really good friends there. I wish, I, the thing I did, like my, my third and fourth years of college is that I moved with friends um, and lived in Flower Mound. Oh, yeah. Uh, my roommates my first year there were all from Flower Mound. It was so weird. Well, it's like a 20-minute yeah. commute. Yeah. 25-minute commute. And I wish I wouldn't have done that because it it's took a me. Pain. It Well, the driving wasn't, but it took me out of, it took me out of the college life. I missed, like, parties. I missed other friends that were like hanging out that were five minutes from each other. That's my biggest regret in college. I mean, the good thing is I, um, one of the, my roommates is still one of my dearest friends and I met her, mm-hmm. but that's my, that's the only like regret I have to people. If I tell people like live in the dorms, like do all that, like just be in the college and do all that. Yeah. Cause as I say, like, well, and part of my problem too, is I've always been like ahead of my classmates and I don't mean that in a narcissistic way, but like I was like a child prodigy. Like they'd even discuss moving me up or, you know, and two, like, and I felt like in college I was like really psyched. Cause I'm like, these people are going to finally be on my level. And I, you know, I should have stuck it out more and mm-hmm. been like, you know what? No, go to more things. Try to meet more people. You're going to find the, you know, mm-hmm. the people that you can hang out with and really, you know, get to know a little bit better. And yeah, so I'm glad that you had a really good experience with um, meeting some good friends there and had sort of the same takeaway of like, I moved away or I graduated early and I, you know, mm. wish we'd stayed because UNT is awesome. I mean, it's a uh, big school. Yeah. I think it's just whatever you do in school, I mean, this yeah. is for anything, but for school, especially just get involved in something because I had music. So like, you know, we would, we, I had a different college experience than most people. Yeah. So which kept me out of trouble. Otherwise, I would have sucked a lot of dicks. But um, yeah, luckily for me, I'd done all my experimenting with drugs in high school, as people should do, because that's the thing: is when people say college is the time to experiment. No, college is you're paying for that. Yeah. Or at least I was. I was paying for it, so I wasn't gonna, you know, continue to do cocaine. <laughs> no, that's when I drank yeah. a lot. Was in high school. Yeah. Um, for sure. But yeah, you yeah, because when college, yeah, you are paying for that. Yeah. That's. that's that's expensive. You don't want to pay for that. You don't want to do that. But yeah, I drank in high school because you either got drunk and you were silly or you slept with girls. So Yeah, you're like, I'm not doing that. So like, that's I'm gross. Not, <laughs> I'm not sleeping with girls. I want to get drunk and make people laugh. So that's, that's kind of what that's I did. That's what then. I did too because yeah. I didn't want to sleep with girls either. But college is different because like my brother went to school and he was like, oh, it's great. I've got a full load this semester and I go to class like on Monday at noon. And then Wednesday at three and then Thursday at four and that's it. And I'm like, that's what I thought college would be. Yeah. But when you're music, it's almost like an athlete or somebody who has that. Yeah. And especially at that school. Yeah. Yeah. So I would go to class at like, I mean, for my, for four years, y'all of school at eight in the morning, always eight in the morning till like 12 or one. Then I would use, then I would like have an hour for lunch. Then I'd have choir at two then a departmental voice thing at three, and then we'd have like opera or musical rehearsal from like four until like 9, 30, 10 o'clock at night. And that was oh, my man. every day. So like you couldn't have a job. I don't yeah. know how, but you, you know, it was, you had, if you had anything, you worked like on the weekends, it was just, it was, um, 
but it was great. It's great. It got me involved in stuff. That's what I was going to say to people. Get involved in like, whether, if you're a nerd, find a nerd club. Mm-hmm. If you're like, you know, if you're into, if you're into a religion, find a religious club. Just not a cult. Um, <laughs> not a cult. Not a cult. You know, just find find your and seek it out and find your club and tribe that way. And um, that makes all the difference in the world, I think. Yeah, and that really is, you know, something. And you hit the nail on the head of just finding the people that like what you like. Because that's sort of what I like about After Buzz. Even though, you know, we consider it to be a little culty ourselves, you know. Mm -hmm. But that's the thing is it's finding like-minded people. And that's how Mm -hmm. we met. And and that's something that I wish that... I almost feel like L.A. has become my college experience. Because Mm. this is when I'm actually dealing with stuff that I missed in college. Because I did have to work. Like, I had a work-study job. So Mm. if you ever went to the sociology department. Like I worked and and honestly, that was an easy job. It really mm-hmm. it did not set me up for the workplace very well because I'm like, wait, no. I didn't have to do shit. Like no, it was awesome. Those jobs are meant to help you study. Hardly. Yeah, yeah, I watched all of Veronica Mars oh. at work. Oh, like, guys, all go. three seasons. Because this was in, too. I had that job whenever Netflix first started so on doing online streaming. Oh, my God. That it made was the me best. feel so fucking old <laughs> oh, because i veronica mars i remember yeah watching when i lived out of here in california and then netflix was was i in my 30s by what you what years did you go to school at unt um at unt i went 2007 to 2009 yeah yeah i'm okay yeah yeah, I graduated Sorry. in North Texas in 2002. Oh. And I went for five years. Yeah. So that was... What year did you graduate high school? I, I actually did not graduate high school. I dropped out of high school because I had a... I got... I was really sick and also had a drug problem. These things were unrelated, but mm-hmm. also w- both contributed to my absences. Mm. And... um. As I say, no one cares about the the kid of the strip club DJ. So mm-hmm. when you go to your guidance counselor on what do I do to make up some of the stuff, they're like, mm. you going to college? Yeah. Just drop out and go now. You know, I'm like, okay, cool. And then I took the GED, got right into college, and that's that's part of the reason I graduated so early. So, like, I my graduation year of high school would have been um, 07. So, mm. yeah. And you started school in 07. Yeah. Well, at but UNT, because like I had to go to the junior college in my hometown because uh, being that I was 17 at the time, my mom didn't think it was a good idea for me to go to UNT immediately just because there was a lot of stuff like I couldn't even sign being 17 versus uh, 18. Yeah. So that was the thing is I'm like, okay, I'll go to the junior college. And and it was so cheap too. Like we just paid for the classes. Like mm. at Tyler junior college is actually the number one junior college in the country. So really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. Look at that. <laughs> look at look so, what yeah. I'm learning about. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this is Brightside, brought yeah. to you by Tyler Texas College. College, yeah, Tyler Junior College, Tyler, Texas. Move there with your family, and we'll put you on Fixer Upper. Yeah, you know that's in Waco. Yeah, Axer Shay Wiggum went to Tyler Junior College, and actually, probably a lot more people. I should look up my alumni. We should Google that. Yeah, yeah. Waco's huge now in Texas too, because of Fixer Upper. Yeah, and like you know, and Waco is one of, the, as I say, you ever want to see true Christian people go to Baylor School because as to say, freaking crackheads walk onto their campus, but they're still the nicest kids in the world. Like I did a promo there one time, uh, you know, for Armani, like a charity thing for Armani, and like these kids were actually helping me with this stuff for free. Wow. I'm like, yeah. Yeah, I say I got the utmost respect for Baylor because Waco's a crap town. No offense to Waco, but y'all know it. It's gotten yeah. better, I think. A little bit, yeah. But no, I wouldn't. I stopped no at way. that Taco Cabana a million times. The uh, only way you do I want to live. <laughs> between Dallas and Austin. I would want to live there for two reasons. One being I could just give blowjobs to like guys who are hot <laughs> and like love Jesus and then they feel bad about it. And you could do that at After Buzz too, just so you know. I know, but, it, but there's <laughs> oh, sorry, I hope you're not listening. But there's so many at Baylor. Yeah. There's so many. Oh, yeah. It's like a diamond, diamond dozen, so it would be kind of hot. And two, <laughs> um, the Dr. Pepper Museum because it's amazing. Oh yeah, and you get to have Dublin Dr. Pepper. That's the real good Dr. Pepper, and I love that museum. And the Texas Sports Hall of Fame is in uh, Waco as well. And oh. there's only one hockey player in it, and that's Mike Madonna, the greatest American hockey player. <laughs> Of all time, second Patrick Kane. Look, 
Sorry. I love hockey. Hashtag Texas pride. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's from Michigan, but oh, he okay. was a star. He was a star his whole career. We don't really oh. count the North Star years. Though. I never went to a Stars game when I was in <gasps> Dallas. Oh, my God. I if know, we're there at the same time, I'm taking you. I've or- never been, ever. I know. I've heard their ball. I would have friends that would sing the national anthem. Oh, yeah. Like before, they would yeah. always get North Texas people, and I never, never did it. Yeah, like I would be so happy. Like UNT would sometimes do deals for the tickets, and I. <laughs> yeah. Oh wow, that's funny, funny, funny. I funny, was like funny. a season ticket holder. I missed my, as I say, I missed my seat. Oh, uh, like wow. I, I was third row from the ice by the bench. Is there hockey in seat. Los Angeles? Yeah, the LA Kings actually have won two cups in the last five years. You said that like you had vinegar in your mouth. I know, because I was like, yes, there's hockey here. Like they're actually oh. better than my stars, you know. In a lot of ways, right now we're in, we're in a transitional period. Mark I love Cuban my owns, No, he owns the Mavericks. Mavericks, yeah. Dallas Mavericks. Okay. I got to touch Larry O'Brien because of that. It's pretty cool. Oh, Larry O'Brien, that's a good one. We used yeah. to go to um, because being from Southern Oklahoma, it wasn't that far. The close. We didn't. I didn't grow up with the Thunder. There was no. Yeah, the, the Oklahoma Thunder was a relatively new team. Yeah. I and I feel bad for you guys that Kevin Durant left you, but yeah. We're not happy about it. No. He, he was also LeBron. We're not happy. Yeah, everybody yeah. loves Westbrook now. We, you know, it, it's all. I mean, just today, uh, we went to see that movie together before the show. Yeah. And uh, I, there's this girl wearing this OU sweater, and I just walked by, and I'm like, "Boomer," and she says, "Sooner." <laughs> so that's what we had oh, growing yeah. up. Not that I'm a Sooner fan. I give two shits about sports, but um, real. I mean, I like it, but but I don't. I'm not my well, Texas OU weekend always falls on the October 14th weekend, and you know when you live in Uptown Dallas, you can't get a freaking table for on your own damn birthday. Sorry. Oh no. I I'm hate sorry. Texas OU weekend. <laughs> I, I, I don't blame you. It's, yeah. It's bedlam, literally. Yeah. It, oh, wait, it's no, horrible. It's it's horrible, it's horrible, yeah. horrible, horrible. Um, I once heard an NPR thing where they, this is like five years ago, and they were interviewing different fans, and they these people did this like nothing. It wasn't more quantitative or qualitative than quantitative, but this study about um, who were the most diehard college football fans, and so they like went through everyone, and they did this study. And they narrowed it down to two teams. It's got to be UT because only a real fan would wear that ugly burnt orange. <laughs> no, it's uh, not. Really? It's not. How? Because I know, because my yeah. family grew up OSU and that's orange too. It was uh, it was Boomer Sooners, oh, OU, yeah. mm-hmm. and Alabama. Huh. They, yeah. Those were the two. But they said in this study, mm-hmm. I mean, quote unquote, study because uh, you know we went to graduate school we know how these studies are really done yeah, come on. <laughs> yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> but they said what put they ended up selecting university of oklahoma as the oh. craziest craziest die. this is not a good distinction i don't think it's no. the craziest diehard fans and the reason they did they said because what put them over the top is that more people put some type of ou emblem on their gravestone than other football fans of anyone. <laughs> that is so funny. I'm like, that's some crazy shit. Yeah, right I there. was like, I mean, well, in my family, we don't really believe in burial. We, because, you know, my mom is Native American, and this mm. is not even really like a family tradition, but this is something we've always talked about because we're morbid. But, like, yeah, like, we feel like it's a waste. Now, we always would play in cemeteries and think they were cool, but it's like, mm-hmm. you know, that's something of the past. Like, we all have a thing to donate our bodies to science, and, mm-hmm. you know, I guess they give you your family the ashes or whatever, mm-hmm. and we'll keep an urn. But it's got to be, like, a nice one that goes with your stuff. Yeah. But that's the thing is I'm like, I just feel like burial is so waste, waste of space. That's one of my little weird idiosyncrasies there. No, I don't want to be. Yeah. I'd be cremated because I'm, yeah. I'm nervous. I'm claustrophobic, so I'm. I feel like if I'm going to get buried, what if I wake up? Yeah. Like, we say everybody's dead, but what if, like, 500 years from now, we all just wake up, people start coming. I don't want to be in the ground. Yeah. I don't want to. I'm not Uma Thurman. I can't punch my way out. (laughs) Yeah. So I, I love that Kill Bill reference. You should see my thermos. Yeah. I would want to be in one of those. Have you seen those, like, eggs? Yeah. Where they put you in like, and they mm-hmm. bury you in the ground. And so you're still buried, but it's an egg and then it becomes a tree. But even that, as I say it, I don't want to be buried. Yeah. I'm like, I it's think just, it, I'm just going to be cremated. Just burn me up. Yeah. That's the thing is I'm like, it's just such a waste of space too, because like, and two, it was kind of cool to live by this graveyard. But when I lived in Uptown, right behind my apartment in the middle of Dal- Dallas, like 
Webtown is basically downtown. Just a little highway separates it. But yeah, there's a big old graveyard, so they can't build anything there. And yeah, it's like, I'd rather have like a Starbucks or something than this big old graveyard. And two, it was like infested. Like they had feral cats there to keep out the rats. And then there was a little fox that lived in it. And much like, you don't watch How I Met Your Mother, but most people might recognize the cockamouse. Well, there was a manga cat. I swear to God, wow. I was never the only one who saw it, but it was like a mongoose-cat hybrid. So it was a little, like, weird, even though this is a very nice neighborhood. And that's why I think is, like, graveyards are just something that kind of bring down the neighborhood. I guess. I mean, yeah. I guess they can't. I think they're pretty, but, yeah. I get what yeah, I say, I love creepy. Like, I broke into, like, an abandoned house at, like, a graveyard when I was little. Like, we okay. would, you know, play in them. As I say, they were fun to play in, but... <laughs> Mm-hmm. That's amazing. That's amazing. Well, I'm a fucked up kid. <laughs> Were you a fucked up kid? <laughs> um, no, I wasn't. I actually was a pretty good kid. Um, I could get a little bratty, but also though too, I was. You did say you could be a bitch on your podcast. I mean, like, yeah. yeah, I was. Um, I was very persnickety. Meaning like persnickety. I, I, That's I, definitely a good southern like, adjective. Yeah, yeah. I was persnickety. Like there was things I wanted my way, kind of, mm-hmm. and I was a baby of the family. But also, too, I was just so gay and obsessed with <laughs> Wonder Woman. I mean, at three years old, wearing like a jump rope and red galoshes. Oh, that's I awesome. I mean, really. So just knowing that I felt kind of different and out of it, and I felt very much like the other. So. It made me, as I got into middle school and high school, it made me really want to overachieve. And it was kind of like, if I'm a really good student or if I'm really funny or I'm really nice to you, well, then you can't make fun of me. Mm-hmm. You know how, like, you hear fat people talk about yeah. that they, they make everybody laugh at me before they laugh? It was yeah. kind of that thing. So I was a pretty good kid. I mean, high school was, middle school was not fun because it's just you're trying to, like, Middle school is not fun for anyone, I don't think. I don't think there's was was like, very few people, but not a lot, no. That's actually why I was binge-watching Smallville, but because of when it came out, I was in middle school, mm. and I'm in the first season, and all the music, and, it, uh, and I'm like, oh, poor Lex Luthor, he just wants to be loved. I'm like, yeah, I can't watch this right now. There's too many emotions like, for middle school. Hashtag no. too soon. Too, yeah. so it's too raw, y'all. Yeah. Um, <laughs> middle school for me was a lot of like, I need to get a girlfriend, like, Everybody was starting to kiss. I think kiss. everybody was into that. Yeah, everybody's. Good. But yeah. then when you're like gay on top of it, and you like need to like not be seen as that. But then high school is like when I got into drama. I started doing well. I was the high school mascot, so mm-hmm. I had things to do on the weekend. Like, and two people just, probably really liked you being the mascot. Like that, you know. They thought, it was, yeah, cool. okay, yeah, Lucretia Lyon. Mm-hmm. I am not arrogant about a lot of things. Mm-hmm. I try not to be. I feel like I try to be pretty humble. I'm, you know, I do my best as a host. I'm an okay podcaster. I try to do what I can. You're not like me. I'm like I'm fucking greatest. I'm King I was, Powers. <laughs> I was the best fucking mascot in the world. Oh, wow. I was. I mean, in the fucking world. What was the mascot? He was Bruno the Longhorn. Oh my god, that's awesome. So he had like a big like. I have a picture somewhere. I don't know. I'm not gonna look for it now, but I have it somewhere. I but I was really but here's the deal our football team sucked. Yeah, you couldn't have been a Robert so, E. Lee Red Raider because yeah, no. uh, we were good. We actually half my high school is in the NFL now. <laughs> oh wow, no, we were uh, we were the Lone Grove Longhorn, Lone Grove Longhorns, mm-hmm. and we were not good. They're better now. My nephew, they just went to the playoffs this year. He's a sophomore. Um, they're going to be real good this. year. I mean, next year. Although he doesn't. Yeah. Anyway, um, but yeah, that was just. I, so what I wanted to do is that I thought, well, the football team sucks. I'll just entertain people and I'll be yeah. silly and I'll make like, I had a bike and we put like a car thing around it. It looked like a car and it said Bruno Mobile and I pressed a button and a fire extinguisher shot out smoke out. The, like my dad helped me build this. Yeah. Oh, I went all fucking crazy <laughs> nerd in. So I won a contest. I actually was able to go to, um, I won a contest and I went, to, I, I marched in a parade in London Oh my god, uh, with that's like so three, cool! Me and three thousand cheerleaders, and they picked like Wait, you five were the mas- only mascot. I know, oh, and they picked like five, five oh, mascots. Yeah. But I won that competition. And I got to go do that. That is so cool. So you really were the best fucking mascot. I really was the mm-hmm. best fucking mascot. I'm so so shocked you never auditioned to be Rowdy for the Dallas Cowboys because I actually worked for the Cowboys one season. And it was part of their promotional team. Man, yeah, Rowdy. Um, you know, 
It was always a good time. He's one of the better mascots. You know, I wanted to be Scrappy the Eagle at UNT. Oh, yeah. But, again, I thought, well, surely they'd give you a scholarship or something. And literally, they said, well, it pays $35, and you have to be gone all the time to all those football games. And I was a music major on top of it, and I was like, I can't can't do this, y'all. But, um, man, I would have seen some hot athletic ass. Hashtag regret. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, it was yeah. So yeah, I love doing that. Well, that is funny because yeah, as I say, like I've done mascot work, and and it is one of those things that I've always joked about making some fake thirty for thirties. And there was like a Hulu thing that was similar, so it's not that. Original I need to watch idea, mascot, but yeah, with mascots, that's, yeah, because that was Christopher Guest. Yeah, he was amazing. It's a movie, yeah. right? Yeah, I think it's like a movie, like a short little film. I need to watch it. I'm yeah, I need to watch it. Oh, yeah, because I remember, like, being Luigi for Nintendo at Comic-Con. Like, there was this weird guy that, like, you know, when we're in our break room, um, not around children, and, you know, we've got the helmets off, and, and there was this weird guy asking us, like, do you go to, like, a mascot school? So did you go to mascot school to be uh, Well, I went to a cheerleading yeah. camp, and yeah. at a cheerleading camp, they they kind of work on that kind of stuff. Already, You know, I was an actor, so I was already aware of my body and, like, that I need to move my body bigger and like I would take off the head and like practice in front of a mirror to see how I move my body and stuff. But a lot of people weren't actors. They were yeah. maybe like, a lot of times I feel like the mascots at a lot of schools are are like girls that didn't make cheerleading squad. Yeah, and they're just like I need something. Cuz cuz ours was usually a girl because it was like it was basically a Zorro costume to be the Red Raider. Yeah, exactly. And anybody could wear it. So, and not that girls can't be yeah. great mascots. I know some I knew some really amazing committed girls, but like now I don't think Bruno's like they take off their head in front of people. Like what? That is like the one rule. That, don't talk and rule. don't do that. Yeah, don't talk and don't. No. It's like Fight Club. That's, that's, that's yeah, it. I love that. That's one and, of my favorite movies. And I'm like, way to fucking ruin the magic. Literally, that's just like, why don't you just scream that all these kids that Santa Claus is not real and Rudolph has been hunted and is, is like venison <laughs> jerky right now. Like <laughs> Spoiler so, alert, children. Spoiler alert. So anyway, <laughs> so yeah, that's like a, ooh, that's a pet peeve, pet ooh. peeve. People still say. Like, I'll go home and they'll say, boy, we ain't got a Bruno yet that's as good as you were. I mean, you were the best god dang Bruno. It's my legacy, apparently. You know what? We all want to leave a legacy. And if you if you can only leave the legacy that you were the best damn Bruno, you know, I think it's worth it, right? I think that's worth yeah. it, yeah. Yeah, this yeah. is the bright side podcast. This so. is the bright side yeah. podcast. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, I'm like, we haven't even got into our nerding out. So I'm like, you know, both of us love DC Comics. So you are the yeah. biggest Wonder Woman fan. Why Wonder Woman? I find that so interesting. Yeah. Um, You know, I, a lot of gay people are attracted, a lot of gay men. I mean, lesbian women for obvious reasons. Like she grew up on an island full of women and all this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But I think for gay men, a lot of gay men really get into Wonder Woman. And for me, um, I wrote a paper about this in my <laughs> master's. Awesome. Um, I wrote two papers. I want to write, I, I did wrote a paper about like Batman and like Jungian theory. Cause you know, Batman, and this isn't novel. So yeah. It's not that new. other people have said it too, but you I'm know, like, Oh, I want to read this. There's a whole thing of like, you know, Jungian psychology talks about there's, yourself and then there's like the shadow self mm-hmm. that's your, like your darker side yeah like dexter's dark passenger is yeah. sort of based off that so yeah batman and bruce yeah. wayne is totally that mm-hmm. but anyway i wrote about with wonder woman though kind of like what was it about this character it's specific and you know because it was yes the linda carter show introduced me to it yeah. i used to watch those reruns but i also loved like all the animated stuff and um i would you know when i would read the comics of hers or i would see you know Justice League animated and so for me though it was about Wonder Woman's Wonder Woman's true power to me is truth I mean she has the lasso of truth her creator was the inventor of the lie detector test he was a psychologist William Milton Marston and um, but it was and he believed that uh, women were greater leaders than men actually but I think for me, what I related to Wonder Woman is that she was she was born kind of whole, this beautiful creature that's 
or a human or a person, not a human, but a person that was really powerful and was always herself. And she grew up on this island where she felt like she could do no wrong and that being herself was amazing and she was celebrated and it was her strength. And then she ends up like going to quote unquote demands world. Yeah. And goes to another place where she has to hide who she is because of something she has no control over of being a woman. Mm -hmm. And she has to pretend that that is not her value. And she has to assume another identity all to placate the hetero sexual hetero masculine culture she is living in now. And as a gay person, you relate to that so much because, you know, I luckily I grew up with my family who loved me very much. My parents were always like, do what you want to do. I played mm-hmm. Wonder Woman. They they didn't, I don't think they loved it. Yeah. But they also kind of laughed they at it. it. Yeah. And they were like, okay. Um, and so, but then when I went to school, it was like, oh, I felt like I went to that man's land island. Oh, this is how the boys treat other boys. This is how the boys treat other girls. This is like, there was this hyper masculinity that I had never really, I mean, I've had some friends, but I never really experienced until I went to school. And it honestly was a shock because I felt like I came from this kind of love bubble. And you think about Diana's from Paradise Mm -hmm. Island. So the mascara. Yeah, yeah, the (laughs) mascara. So I related so much to that's what I think for me, what I related to Wonder Woman and you know, what Wonder Woman ended up being an ambassador for was an ambassador for women ambassador yeah. for people that were marginalized an ambassador for, you know, and nobody ever really did that as far as characters like Superman, Superman fights for everybody. Well, and two, as I say, like, you know, as a comic book fan, sometimes people will throw shade at me or say this is blasphemy, but Superman is the least interesting character because he's the least relatable. Mm. And um, mm. so, yeah, that's why, you know, I actually relate more to Batman and John Constantine and Jesse Custer. Like, mm-hmm. you know, because as I say, I guess I'm a little bad boy inside of me, apparently. But uh, like, so it's interesting. And that's why I wanted to hear about, you know, you relating to Wonder Woman, because a lot of times people are very, you know, like, oh, you can't relate to that. She's a girl or like me, like you can't relate mm-hmm. to, Bru- you know, Batman, you're a girl. And like, that's sort of, you know, an interesting take on it. Cause as I say, I grew up in a hyper masculine, like, cause um, all, my mom, my grandma, they're both very butch. And, um, you know, I had a little brother and then I even had an older half brother. I was always around just sort of manliness in a way. And, mm-hmm. and, and so when I got to school, and trying to play with the other girls, I didn't know what to do. So that's mm. sort of interesting is we sort of had the same thing just in the mm. opposite way. I'm like, huh, yeah. yeah. And I actually really relate to Superman a lot. So oh, really? really that's, yeah. Superman and Wonder Woman probably are, at least in DC, and and even in Marvel, who I relate to a lot. Marvel, actually, is, I relate, uh, is Captain America's probably my favorite yeah, Marvel character. As I say, the, the biggest issues with Batman v Superman versus Captain America's Civil War is oh, well, that's a is like you know these superman's a whole thing. yeah it's an awful that's film fucking, but fucking as i Zach say they Snyder miss bullshit. yeah well he he doesn't get the point of even even though i still love your watchman movie because it's beautiful and i gotta watch the movie there's so many problems with it because he doesn't he doesn't get it and that's it's what he didn't get superman person. but the russo brothers got captain america they got what he stood for and yeah, yeah. Th- th- very much so and richard donner got yeah. what superman yes. was oh man and uh, you know, because I think for me, why I relate so much for um, to like Wonder Woman two and Superman is I always, um, I didn't, you know, I as much as I do. Oh, this is a story I was going to tell earlier, but yeah, yeah, feel free. As much as I do appreciate being from the South, mm-hmm. um, and I'm going to talk about that. And then there was a lot of things that were hard for me being growing up in the South. Not even the gay stuff, but also I grew up Catholic. And I'm not Catholic anymore, but like we went to St. Mary's. And this was in the mm-hmm. buckle of the Bible Belt. I almost was made fun of more of that than being gay. Because yeah, because it's more of a Baptist area. Baptist, like Church yeah, of Christ. Catholic. They, people invite me to their church thinking like, oh, I just want you to come to my church. I'm like, okay. And then like they're... 
them telling their youth leader that I was Catholic and them like getting in my face and asking me if I'm washed in the blood and all this shit. Oh yeah, like I got all that crap too because you know my dad is an Anton LaVey, like Satanist kind of like Lucifer on the show. Um, you know what that's more based on, and you know obviously strip club DJ and then yeah. But my mom divorced, single woman, two kids. And then we yeah. we would go to church with our grandparents, and it was like a non-denominational church. And as I say, you know, Grace Community, and those were actually some decent people. Yeah. Um, you know, it's not all bad. But, yeah, I had the same sort of thing. We even had to go to a Jewish school for a while because my mom, you know, I was a little bit of a prodigy. My brother needed a little more help, so she wanted us to go to a better school. But we weren't about to get to get in the Christian schools because they wouldn't accept us. Yeah. So we had to go to the Jewish school. Yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah, I get that. Yeah. Better off for that. Yeah, I loved it there. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, yeah, for straight sure. Straight and Aaron, my snack packs for his matzo balls. <laughs> Which you yeah. think about, too, Superman was invented by two Jewish yeah. kids, two Jewish Greeks, nerds. Um, so uh, they're actually, the, there's a history of comics that's on Robert Kirkman. Yes, yeah. It's great. Yeah, the AMC. It, I haven't watched all of it yet, but actually a friend of mine's like in a scene, Henry, um, he works for uh, Top Cow. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah, cool. It's good. So, yeah, so I think that was like for Superman and Wonder Woman, I needed, I needed for me oh. because things were just, um, things just kind of felt bleak. Not and not like in a bad. I wasn't depressed. I was actually a pretty happy-go-lucky kid, and I think a lot of that is just genetic. The way my family is, we laugh about stuff. The way I am, but like, um, you know, I remember watching Oprah Winfrey, who I loved a lot as a kid, and that was one of the reasons why I wanted to do talk shows and podcasts and stuff. But one of the reasons why I think I loved her is because she had a show like with the gay man on talking about how he wanted to have a boyfriend or how he had a boyfriend and how they, this was like literally the point of the show was like, here's gay people. It was like that (laughs) because this is in the nineties and I was in middle school, but that was the first time I, I knew then that I was gay, but I thought that my reality would be, I would grow up and be a drag queen and I would probably die of AIDS and I would go to hell and rot for eternity. Oh my God. Like that was my, because not my family, yeah. but everybody, everybody around else, yeah. me was saying that's what happens to people like that. Those demon pervert people. So when I saw that Oprah Winfrey show, I went, wait a minute, that's another perspective. So I think I knew that I needed to get out. I need, So I needed something to hope for. So I think with like Superman and Wonder Woman, it was like I saw someone that, that was no matter what. That's what Zack Snyder doesn't get with Superman no. is that – no matter what, this person chooses to be good. Yeah, and as which we Captain were, America does, yeah, exactly. Like he won't let he won't was his friend, uh, Silver uh, Winter Soldier. What's uh, his Bucky? He in, the, in Captain America too. Like it makes me cry. Yeah, actually, the, Winter Soldier is one of the best films of all times. Uh. And like he won't let him die. Like when the thing's going down, he's like, "I'm going down with you," because that's what Superman. He loves Bucky. And that's what they would do. And so to me, there's like it instilled in me. This is. Like what you do, but I think going back to my story, I was really yeah. going to tell about small town. So the kind of thing that I first ever kind of became famous was I, um, I was on a game show in like 2006 oh, cool. on NBC, and um, so I was on this game show, and it was like hosted by William Shatner, so I got a lot of press. Oh and my all this god, kind of I stuff. love Shatner. I um, have one of his autographs. Oh, was, he was kind of a dick on the show. I'm not. He's kind of homophobic actually oh. he made a lot of gay jokes that they totally cut from the show oh that but i didn't mind i didn't care i was there to win money i did so um and i still think he's an icon for what he does so i don't mean to write on it but i'm just saying he's kind of a, bill bill is an old guy i'm but talking he's also like we're like friends fucking i mean 90. yeah exactly so that's like the thing they, is he's an 80 year old man so sometimes you're a little bit more like okay so like, like he's gonna make yeah. <laughs> colored yeah. people and gay jokes exactly and you're gonna go good although uh, he's one of the, he is responsible for the first interracial kiss on is, tv is, so yeah, yeah. yeah so that's where i was like some of my friends over there got way more offended by his jokes and yeah i was like that eh, is what it is i had a good day i won money so um so anyway but when that aired, I got so many cards that people mailed in from my hometown. Like my oh. whole high school got one of those giant cards, and they all the teachers signed it. 
Oh, the teachers would never sign mine. They, they bullied me. Oh, mm-hmm. I got stood in the year. Uh, I was so, oh. I kissed teachers. Ass. But no, guys. but so what? What I was going to say <laughs> is that there was something. And again, I don't know if it's a small town thing rather than a southern thing, but I do feel like these people really are genuinely happy uh, and proud of where I'm from, and that they love me and they want me to succeed. And I don't know if somebody gets that that grows up in New York City or yeah. in L.A. You know what I mean? Exactly. You know, it is funny. Like, as I say, a lot of these cities, they're missing that element of, yeah. you know, because as I say, you find your own little communities in the thing. But mm-hmm. it is great to come from a place where the whole thing is a community and everybody yeah. sticks together. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, two, sure. as you were talking about, like, you know, Superman earlier, and, you know, I know we're both big fans of Supergirl, and I know I had said, like, you know, Superman's the least relatable, but then, you know, as you were talking, I was like, you know, it kind of makes me go back, because I've never been a big Superman fan. I really liked Superman Returns, which is what everyone hates, but whatever. I thought it was good. I, I liked, liked Brandon's performance. Like, I thought yeah. he was great. I hated her as Lois Lane. Yeah, honestly, I, I didn't really care for Kate Bosworth's Lois Lane. As I say, she was just there, like... Um, um, more than yeah. anything and that's probably the script um but yeah it, it was a little slow but i liked the idea of continuing on with the the richard donner supermans that I they did, did too and I kevin spacey too. was a good lex luther he wasn't yeah. he wasn't gene hackman yeah. no no one's ha- um oh, except rosenbaum <laughs> but uh he wasn't gene ha- yeah but rosenbaum has a little bit of humor yeah that gene hackman's has and i feel like I think people forget that, that like... Lex Luthor was, and I will say, like, as much as I don't think Jesse Eisenberg's was my comic book Lex Luthor, at least the liberty that they took with it was a direction I could get behind. Because that's more of, like, who he would be in 2016, whenever it came out. And it I'm like, okay. great, but I get it. Yeah, yeah I was I like, it. I got why they went there. Because then, too, like you say, with Rosenbaum's and, the, you know, Jesse Eisenberg's, now that's our billionaire, the, the snarky, you know, you yeah, got exactly, Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, 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 exactly. So, um... But no, I thought Brian. I thought Brown Singer. Again, it's the same thing with Henry Cavill. I think he's fantastic casting yeah. for Superman as well. And I thought Brian Singer directed it okay. It really was just yeah. He's a good director again, for a child molester. Need, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I know, oh wait, there have like, always been good directors. Polanski. Oh. I know. I'm like, mm-hmm. I guess is he next? Um, I know. I used to go to. Uh, uh, I went. I had a friend who uh, we're not friends anymore, but he was. He was like, he would drag the first. He was like, we got to go to this party because that's mm-hmm. where everybody's seen, and it's, it's just go. And my friends are there, and he would act like he had such a good time there. And we go to this party, and it was just it was one of Brian Singer's parties, oh. and it was just like a bunch of like I've heard about those gay parties. guys who's who you never saw Brian. He just had a harem of like boys in a room doing coke and like sucking each other off and having sex, and. Whereas we were outside by the pool, and I just thought nobody is like it's not like a southern cookout where people are going up and talking to people, it's people just wanting to be seen. It was so gross. I think I only went to one of those, and I was like, I'm never going to one of these. Again. Yeah, well, you're lucky, then you didn't have to do the hashtag me too this year. So, <laughs> but well, um, yeah. you know, there's it's a blessing and a yeah. curse that I'm a little chubby because, like, in that's the thing about the south. In the South, I'm skinny. Like I can get, <laughs> I can get some dick in the South. And if I moved to California, I'm fucking job of the hut. Like, I know. I was fat, California fat, and I'm like, what? Yeah, yeah I'm Texas. Like we like them bigger. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So out here, I'm just funny. I guess sometimes, maybe I don't know. Yeah, and that reminds me of a terrible joke my brother made the other day. Terrible is in like the subject matter, not. It's actually funny. He's like, yeah, you know that mu- movie Brian song? Why, um, why guys always cry? I was like, why? He's like, because it's about Brian Singer touching him. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, wow. dark but wow. funny. Yeah, I wonder. <laughs> You know, they tried to, like, take him down a couple of years ago, and yeah. it didn't happen. So I wonder and if that's going to happen now. There have been a few things come back out. But as I say, apparently, he yeah. A he, lot. Oh, a lot. Because, uh, um, yeah, we all know. So many. But we won't share that. This is not a gossip podcast. This is not, about, <laughs> not a gossip podcast. I'm Brian Singer. Yeah, uh, I, I spilled the tea. You know, that's kitchen table talk, is Winnie Williams yeah, was saying. Yeah, exactly. Hashtag <laughs> But yeah, like, and as we say, like, you know, me sort of learning more about, you know, why you related to Superman. And now that makes sense to me. And it reminds me of a moment in Supergirl. And as we've been talking about, like, 
one of the better Jimmy Olsen moments, or James Olsen as he likes to be called, um, mm-hmm. with this new take, was when he talked uh, to an alien child and sort of related being black um, and, you know, growing up where he was, you know, all, mm-hmm. you know, the only black kid in school and relating to this alien kid. And then how he's like, that's why Clark was my friend. He w- he understood mm-hmm. me because he, had, you know, he was an alien too. Mm-hmm. And, and talking about that, and I'm like, yeah, that really brings it all back around huh and like i don't know do you remember that scene it was from last season yeah yeah i you know and i said it i loved supergirl i still love supergirl yeah. a lot and i love supergirl when it came out because that first season was what yeah. was what superman should have been exactly that's the thing is that this version of Kara Zor-El is the best version of superman like that we yeah, have we're finally exactly. getting a good superman story and yeah i mean even in even in it you know a lot of people uh hated justice league um because it's interesting comic book fans didn't to me that i've talked to didn't hate justice league as much because we see the light of where dc movies can go now yeah like we heard the danny elfman batman theme in this movie Mm -hmm. we heard john williams superman theme well a lot of people didn't catch it but it's in there i heard like we saw the more hopeful return and this movie, a lot of us know that, you know, it was directed really by two directors and all yeah. that kind of stuff. But with Supergirl, sorry, going down that. Um, uh, my favorite Supergirl moment ever is whenever she, uh, so far, is whenever she's like, becomes bad. It was in the first season, I think. She yeah. She becomes bad Supergirl. And, but it makes Kara kind of block at black out. It's like a black, she's like in an evil mm-hmm. black house. So she doesn't know what she's doing. And at the end of the episode, she wakes mm. up and she just had like his tears in her eyes. And the first thing mm. she asks is, did I hurt anyone? Did mm. I hurt anyone? Like, that's what Superman is. That's, mm-hmm. And <clears throat> pardon me. I feel like we're getting there. But in this Zack Snyder universe, well, in the Zack Superman Snyder- would have not have. Obviously, he didn't fucking care about hurting anybody in the Man of Steel, and the, yeah, and not, not just something ma- Superman ever had to learn. He always was exactly. You know? he, Clark was always very conscientious of his he powers. That from his and, parents, yeah, because his parents, you know, you know, <laughs> I was about to call him by his Duke's father's name, John yeah. Snyder. You yeah. know, played his dad in Smallville, and that's usually some of the better Clark and his dad moments. Because as I say, I mean, Kevin Costner is a great actor and all, but like. You know, I never felt like they did a lot of the good parenting moments that Clark's human parents are sort of what made him Superman and not one of the villains. And that's something that Zack Snyder's movies are clearly missing. I mean, I do appreciate Christopher Maloney, but like the thing is, is Batman v Superman, as we were talking about, that's not Superman because Superman in the first freaking scene sees Jimmy Olsen get murdered, doesn't even care. Like, and then is all about Lois Lane. The fact that he killed Jimmy Olsen, who's such a literally you your best friend one of, well no also but one of the best characters for you to use yeah as a character and you and you kill her and again you know I, to me it's better because it's Amy Adams but that that Lois Lane is written it was a little bit better in Justice League because you saw her like again actually doing stuff because that was the thing well, is in bad humorous yeah. too a little bit because in Batman v Superman, she's she there a lot. Like, but she's in almost every scene. She's yeah. in more scenes. As I say, I'm pissed off at Batman v Superman because Lois Lane is in more scenes than Wonder Woman. And two, this is, as I say, Amy Adams is a great actress, but, but no, it's it, just the, not written the, well. It's just not written well. I mean, and, and they don't. Again, it's about they don't get the character. Margot Kidder was a fucking genius in yeah. that role. Oh, Margot Kidder is awesome. Um, fuck no, because if you, yeah, because she, you could tell that again. But they, it all yeah. goes back to the direction, the writing. Because to me, it's like, I mean, the problem with Zack Snyder, it's like you know, Aquaman is supposed to have a trident. Well, in yeah. Justice League, it's. What's trident mean? What does it mean? Three. Three prongs. How many prongs does Aquaman have in Batman or in Justice League? He has fucking five because it's yeah. Zack Snyder, so we got to make it bigger. Yeah. And to me, I think, again, what talks about Zack Snyder totally misses Superman is that, yes, Superman learns not to hurt other people from his parents. He learns about humanity from his parents. But also he learns about, and Richard Donner did this so beautifully in his films, he learns about the the beauty the, about the fragileness of life from when his father dies in a heart attack, mm-hmm. which is something he can't. 
There's nothing Clark could do to save him. Yeah, that's why making it a stupid tornado. Instead of a like, fucking yeah. tornado. Yeah. Makes, and that's like Buffy. Like when you think about when Buffy's mom dies of the a brain aneurysm. That's considered one of the best episodes of television, television ever. ever. And, and in my opinion, in the worst season of Buffy. Um, and yeah, but, yeah. But like, that episode was, yeah. it was incredible. It was the best season, uh, the best episode of Buffy. Probably. Yeah, and that's the thing is because how does, say, a superhero like Buffy or Superman deal with the reality of, you know, humans die. Like, yes. and that's the thing. Is is there's the nothing to stop. Yeah. We deal with as yeah. humans is that we can't stop our loved ones from dying. Yeah. So and it humanizes them, and that's sort of the journey that Car is on this year in Supergirl that I like yeah. is you know learning to be human again. And yeah, I hope that yeah, I'm hoping now that Rain is here and it's going to be like super evil. She like gets not positive, but she gets more of just back joy. to her light. There is joy in her, yeah. Because with the Monel stuff and all that. Yeah, because he's back, but he's married. And um, guess what, people? I'm saying I still want them back together. That doesn't mean I want him to cheat on his wife. That doesn't mean y'all need to send me 10,000 freaking tweets about it. Get over it. It's a TV show. If I want them back together, they're a real-life couple. How do you think they feel? Oh, wait. I'm sorry. I'm going on a rant here. <laughs> like, <voice>. Sorry. <laughs> no, yeah. Dude, I think... I got a lot of hate for liking them. I do like them together. I yeah. do like them together. Um, I don't... Yeah, I probably want them back together, too. Yeah. So, okay, good. We're both Caramel fans. Okay, we're both and, Caramel. and they have the cutest couple name, Caramel. How can you not love Caramel? Oh, that's cute. Yeah. That's cute. I didn't know that that's what they're called. That's really cute. Yeah. We get tweeted stuff all the time. Hate, usually. But, yeah. <laughs> I'm glad they're not doing the her and James Olsen thing. I wasn't. wasn't. Yeah, they didn't have chemistry. And, well, and McKay Brooks yeah. is not really the best actor. Yeah. Like, I thought he, he I really liked him in there. What was it? Um... Like was it you? no, no, some necessary roughness? That was it with Callie Thorne, who I love for Rescue Me. She and he played a that Terrell Owens type character. That movie was filmed in North Texas. Oh, necessary roughness, the yeah. show. Oh, oh yeah, because this was like, oh yeah, the movie. Oh yeah, Sorry, yeah, there was a movie. Yeah, because I was like, I remember that now. But yeah, necessary roughness was like a show on USA where he played basically Terrell Owens, mm. and he was really good in that. And I liked him on Trooplet too. But yeah, as I say, I I wish they'd put him as a different character because I like him, but I just don't. He's James Olsen, and they try to separate it. But I'm like, hey, he's not no. Jimmy. Just call him Jimmy. He's uh, not going to be the head of Catco. Jimmy Olsen's never going to be good at that. Yeah, because Cat Co. should be headed by a cat. Sorry. Oh, yeah. I mean, now yeah. Lena Luther, because it's like, if we can't have Cat Grant, okay, I guess we'll take Lena, because she's, yeah. she's amazing. She is great. I love I love her. I love and I her. like her I with love... Jimmy. What I like about that show, actually, in, and I've talked to my friend, and it's a thing, so one of my friends, my very good friends is like, uh, I forget what's her title. She's like an associate producer of the show. Oh, cool. So, um... She uh, though that talks about that they have such a. I love that the focus of that show is actually about Kara's relationship with her sister, and that's what it's about. And yeah. so much of the show is about the relationships between the women. Yeah, and it's that's such a, a female-driven show. And that's what I like about Supergirl. And this is why you know I've always supported shows like Mindy Project or Two Broke Girls, or like as I say that one especially because it was about women working together and being friends. It wasn't exactly. about them sleeping with a bunch of guys like every guys. other yeah. show on television. Yeah, exactly. And that's the thing, and that's what Supergirl does too. Is it's a it is a good show that demonstrates the relationships between women, whether it's sister, mother, you know, mm -hmm. friends. Like, because I like Cara and Lena's friendship. As as I say, that was, like, usually the only good dissenter I would get from liking Caramel. I was like, no, Cara should be with Lena. And I'm like, you know what? If they could work that out, I'd be fine with that. Yeah. Like, They're cute. Yeah, exactly. They're yeah. adorable. Adorable. <sighs> I'm like, yeah, no, I know. I'm like, like we just went on a Supergirl ramble. Sorry. And I'm like, oh, yeah, this is Mrs. Brightside. But you know what? Why not we just end it there? Because <laughs> I think we'll just keep going. And it's already like 1 a.m. where we are. <laughs> We're actually not that tired. You, you woke me up with Supergirl. Well, yeah. But, you know, uh, you're, uh, hey, you want to keep chatting? It's your show. We can end it whenever you want. I think that's the bright thing to end on, though. I think, uh, I think uh, future is female. Let's give it to Supergirl. All right. I like that. The future is female. Just give it to Supergirl. Yeah, I, I didn't make it up. So <laughs> yeah. Said it. All right. Well, yeah, maybe we'll credit them. I'll look that up. Right, well, thank you for yeah. so much for having me on the show. I oh, appreciate well, it. Well, thank you for being on here. And, you know, thank you. Uh, can you 
tell them where they can find you and what else yes, you do. Yes, I can. I can. You can. I do hosting on AfterBuzz TV, mm-hmm. um, but also you can follow my my podcast, The Dear Maddie Show, with an episode with Lucretia Lyon yeah. on it as well. Um, it's an advice podcast. People asking some advice questions. Also, I have another podcast called TV Tea Time with my sister friend Jake, where we are talking mm-hmm. about. Um, Riverdale and kind of other some other camp TV stuff we like. Oh, I love Riverdale. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a good show. You can find me at mattmar 2 tcrstv posting all that kind of stuff. And um, oh, I was going to say, so if you enjoy, because I don't know if you, I will help you out as as a, a veteran podcaster mm-hmm. to someone starting a new show. If you like this show, the best thing you can do for Lucretia is to. Um, Go on your podcast app, whether it's Apple Podcast or whatever, Stitcher, Google Play, if you're in Europe, um, but leave a review. If you can leave oh. five stars and leave a review of the show, because that bumps things up, people start to see, Apple talks about, tell a friend about this show, it just helps you out. Well, thank you so much for doing that little plug there. And, you know, I am friends with Lex Michael, guys, and if you know me, you probably know Lex Michael, and you know that he suffers from five-star-itis, and um, you know, we're always trying to make a cure for that. So, yeah, you know, you can put five stars on this show, and I'll just make sure they get into his cup. Because mm. as long as you've ever watched me on AfterBuzz, you understand what this mm-hmm. bit is. Because AfterBuzz, mm-hmm. where we turn bits into things. <laughs> Sharon is caring, y'all. Don't let it die. Yes. Well, um, that was it for Mrs. Brightside. As always, I'm your host at L A C R E T I A L Y O N anywhere on the internet, since there is only one Lucretia Lion. Thanks so much and keep it bright. <laughs> 